Welcome, ghoulish mortals, and gather round for tales of terror with your ghost hosts, Jen Toombs and Lisa Macabre, while they explore cryptids, hauntings, and occasionally murder. So, hold on to your butts. Your ghost butts. Lisa has done a ton of research, and she's very excited. I'm yep. excited and a little scared. And what are you going to tell us about? We're going to talk about the Sally House. I've been doing tons of research all week um, and watching all the documentaries, reading all the books. So I'm feeling like pretty a whole good. Book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a reader. So it actually only took me maybe actually took me a good like couple, like maybe two days. But like, ma'am. Yeah. It takes me like months and then I get to like the last five chapters and I'm like, I'm done. (laughs) I don't need to know the rest. I'll just skip to the last page. Right. (laughs) That's the worst. That's all you need. Um, So yeah, I I did a couple, I did a lot of uh, research and it, I'm not going to lie, I didn't know anything about the subject. Um, My mom had told me to look it up. Um, she actually told us both. I don't remember. If oh, you no. I that. think I remember her telling us to look something up. Yeah. So she she was like, oh, yeah, look at the Sally house. It's super scary. Oh, my gosh. It's so weird. It does not sound scary. It doesn't. <laughs> so I, I didn't really take it to like, I was like, okay, cool. Like run of the mill ghosts. All right. Right. Like it can't be anything like too crazy. Dude, this shit's crazy. If everything's true. But the best thing about this whole thing is that there's lots of um, video and audio footage. Well, maybe I can put some audio in there. Oh, that would be awesome. Um, that goes into this. So that would be so cool. I have a lot of pictures I'm going to show as well on the Instagram. And then we're going to show you pictures um, when the time comes. Um, so I'm excited about this one. Last couple episodes, I was super nervous. And this one, I'm nervous. But it's like also like I was really excited about this. In preparation for this episode, I read The Sally House Haunting by Deborah Pickman, who is one of the main characters in this haunting. Um, I watched a few documentaries, uh, Haunting, Ghost Adventures, BuzzFeed Unsolved Supernatural. I love that show. And The Sally House Gateway to the Paranormal. So the BuzzFeed Supernatural, I feel like that one is, that show in general, I feel is cool because they try to debunk a lot. Like Mm -hmm. the guy is such a huge like... Nah, that's not true. The the white guy. The other guy is Ryan, and I love him. I, I know. And he's just like, nope, don't like that. Right. Ah, he's very scared. Uh-huh. The whole time. <laughs> and the white guy's like, come on, ghosts. I know. And, like, I'll, I'll, I'll share some stuff later with you, too, about that. Because, like, the audacity he had. <laughs> he's rude, man. Something's going to get him. Mm-hmm. They actually went to the Sally house, and, like, the, uh, like, actual things happened on camera. Which was really weird. Oh, I think I remember this song. Mm-hmm. I, I actually love this one in general because they have so much documentation on it. And so that was cool. So um, the house, I'm sorry, the Sally House is located in Atchison, Kansas, and is considered by some to be the most haunted house in the world. Aren't they all? Like, I feel like every single place that's haunted, it's always like, oh, this is the haunted, most haunted place in the United States. And it's always like in a middle state. I know. Like- <laughs> it's like really funny how we can't easily access it. Huh? Right. Most, most- I'm not going to Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. Always. Um, but before I read this, I kind of thought, yeah, sure, whatever. But then I saw so many documentaries, read so much stuff. And if it's true, it seems pretty accurate. Like an accurate depiction. Well, now I'm excited and yeah. a little nervous. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I was really scared. Like, 
a lot of times I was like, oh, <laughs> Sally. Okay, so um, the Wait, house was built. Didn't you say that demons pretend to be little girls? Okay, so the house was built in 1867 for it's the not, Finney family. This is not going to be good for <laughs> no, me. No, it's not. And it was occupied by them until 1947. Dr. Charles Finney passed away. So there are four deaths reported in the property. Um, all of them, I'm sorry, three deaths. And all of them were family members. Um, Michael C. Finney, who died in the house in 1871. James Finney died in there in 1900. And Kate Finney died in 1918. So uh, once Dr. Finney died, they rented out to multiple families. Um, no one's really stayed there for very long. Mm-hmm. They've all moved out pretty quickly. Um, the records say that the house is the oldest one on the block, and it's actually just a couple blocks from the river. Uh, the landlord was actually a cop and had only had the house a few months before he rented it out. After Charles? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I think he rented it out like years later. Like, oh, okay. He had had, um, he only had the house a few months before renting it out to Debbie and Tony Pickman. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, a little bit of, uh, interesting story about Atchison, Kansas in general. It's actually considered one of the most haunted towns in the United States. Oh. There's like a shitload of um haunted places there that's funny because i've always heard that savannah i feel like <laughs> see there it is again yeah there's and i don't have any i don't have a list i think i had one somewhere but i don't have a list of all the haunted places but um maybe i'll, I'll put that online too um on a post that'd be kind of cool um so in 1992 tony and debbie pickman moved in it was new year's eve and they were newlyweds and debbie was expecting her first baby so she was still pregnant um after a few weeks of moving in, they started experiencing some weird stuff. Um, was, so Debbie was like us. She liked ghosts. She was interested in the supernatural. As a teen, she loved ghost stories and wanted to experience the supernatural. Mm-hmm. So she was like, she wanted to know there was something out there. And Tony, on the other hand, was just not about it. He didn't like it. He didn't want anything to do with it. He was like Kenny. He was like, uh-uh. I also, don't want to be there. that resonates with me too. Yeah. <laughs> don't want, I don't want no, nothing. Uh-huh. And so like, and it's funny because whereas she had never experienced anything, him being a, like a stout Catholic, not wanting to believe in anything, had actually had an experience as a young child where he was in bed and he saw a man standing in the closet looking at him. And after that, just freaked him out. He was done. Cut him off. Uh-huh. He was, uh-uh. Not going to happen. So, um, so after that first experience that happened, or the first experience that happened that night, um, was a light would flicker in the evenings when they were hanging out in the living room watching TVs, TVs, multiple TVs. So like the light would like flicker off and then mm-hmm. five minutes later it'd go back on and brighter and Ooh. then flicker off and then brightly go back on. And so like, that was kind of weird. And so they addressed it to each other like, Hey, Let's go out of the light. And then just stopped. And so um, they had actually had um, two cats and a dog at the time, too. And um, one day, Tony went upstairs um, to get something from the nursery. So it's like the foyer. Foyer? Foyer. Uh, both. Same thing. You walk upstairs, and then there's the the nursery on the left side of the stairs, and then the master bedroom, and then I think another bedroom as well. So they go upstairs to go to the nursery and um, the dog stops at the doorway. He starts barking and growling and baring her teeth and the dog's name Sasha. She's not having it. Mm-hmm. Sassy ass Sasha Always was like, to the dog. don't like that. 
So she kept on doing that for like weeks at a time. And then all weeks? Just, yeah, for weeks you would just stand there and stare and then like leave. Bro, like the third day I would have moved out. I would have been like, Sasha says we gotta go. Uh-huh. <laughs> really? <laughs> and she wouldn't, she didn't want to go in. And so then it just happened. It just stopped. And they're like, okay, well, that was weird. And then Debbie, dear Debbie, would feel cold spots on the stairs. She'd walk by and then she'd feel like a really weird cold spot. Yeah. And then it would just go away. And then the food timer in, in um, the kitchen would randomly just go off throughout the day. And then again, like the lights, once they addressed it, it would just stop. Um, there would also be electrical interference in the nursery. Like they would be on the phone and then it would just stop working and the call would be lost. And oh. then once they leave the nursery, it would go back on. Maybe move the nursery. I know, right? Like I would get my kid out of it. Okay. Yes. Why would you leave your... Infant newborn child, child right in this room put the fucking crib in your room no matter what but the thing is debbie wasn't thinking ghosts at this time she was like that's kind of weird Just wait weird. what year was this 1992 ma'am she knows well uh-huh. enough to there get was, a fucking priest uh-huh, the exorcist the- was out <laughs> exactly and she just wasn't she was like whatever that's cool <sighs> debbie's a dummy you know, I have a lot of, a lot of... Debbie does demons. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts on Debbie, and I'll tell them later, because she, like, did not handle this whole situation. And you will find out, she did not handle the situation at all very well. And she wrote the book? She wrote the book. So I read her book. I read her all her accounts. She had, like, Tony write a couple of pieces in there. Poor fucking Tony. So she fucked She's... it all up and then profited off of it. Well, Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know if it profited. I don't know. But, um. Attempted. Yeah. A lot of people think they're fake too, though. You know? Oh. But, which is weird because, like, Tony's, like, not about the. He doesn't want to be anywhere near the, the public eye. He doesn't like ghosts. He's not about it. And he's the one that had the most things happen to him. This thing attacked Tony. Really Are they still bad. together? Yeah. They're still together. Oh, weird. Mm hmm. But, whatever. Um, so. The baby was born. Everything was cool. Not a lot of things were happening. But the baby wouldn't sleep throughout the night. He would only sleep maybe like an hour at a time. But sometimes it's normal. Wake up every hour. I feel like a, it is normal because like... Maybe not every hour though. Exactly. It's, I think it's kind of normal. I think it is a little normal because babies... Um, you know, they're not used to morning yeah. and night. They're used so. to being in your womb. Yeah. like... <laughs> I wake up when I want. <laughs> all right. I can sleep for 30 minutes. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. But this baby was sleeping all throughout the day and then waking up throughout the night. So she was at her wit's end. Yeah. She called her sister. Sister's like, hey, you know what? I'll come down there. I'll take care of the baby. You guys can have a couple nights of sleep. Cool. So they're like, okay, thank God. So they came over. Um, the That night, they decided to go to Tony's parents' house. And then uh, Tony's sister-in-law had actually stopped by the house earlier that day to drop off a um a um high chair um for the baby and while she was there she wanted to go peek upstairs into the nursery to see how they decorated because they didn't know what kind of decorations they were going to be until the very till the baby was born which is kind of weird later on and she says in the book too they didn't know what kind of decorations they didn't know it was going to be anything like that and so when the baby was born, they actually decided to do half pink and half blue for the room. Oh. Yeah. Which is kind of sh- interesting, strange. Um, I would just do green. Yeah, that'd be nice. But um, 
But no, but they knew they were having, they already had the baby boy, but they decided to do the room half blue and half pink anyways. Oh. Um, and I'll explain that why later or why she thinks that happened later. Um, so she walked upstairs, she looked around and when she was telling him like, oh, hey, like I dropped off the thing. I went upstairs. She looked really anxious, kind of scared, skittish, just kind of acting a little weird. And they thought maybe she thought that she like overstepped her boundaries and maybe that's why she was being weird. But they dismissed it. They're like, whatever. So, Tony, Debbie, and the sister, the other sister, came home. And um, they were hanging out. And Tony ran upstairs to go get, I think, diapers or something. Um, so, when Tony walked into, uh, into the room, she found he found a bunch of stuffed animals in a circle around in the, the floor. In the nursery? Mm-hmm. Like in a circle. And all the animals are facing out. Like facing away from the middle. And they're like, what the heck? That's kind of weird. Who did that? So he called. He's like, hey, did you guys do this? No. Oh, I wonder what happened. Did somebody um, somebody come in, you know? And then they kind of had that thought of like, oh, shit, was somebody in our house? Like, who knows? They kind of maybe thought like someone My first thought in. would have been like, the ghost. I know. <laughs> or they thought, did the mother or the sister-in-law come in and do this? That's kind of weird. But they kind of dismissed that because she wasn't really a... I sent that bitch home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was... Not not the sister, the other sister-in-law. Oh. Yeah, they thought, well, she's not really a, a practical joker, so why would you do that? They picked up the teddy bear. They're all kind of freaked out. We turned off the light. We put all these bears away. And they're... In the book, at least, they're very, like, skeptical. Like, was there magnets on here? Like, is there something Who weird? Who would do all that? Yeah, like, what's going on with this bear? What is this? Right. And so, um, they they put everything away, went back downstairs. I think later on, it happened again. A bear fell. At this point, they're freaked the fuck out. Yeah. They don't want to go upstairs. They don't want anything to do with it. They just want to be downstairs. They're all scared. I think the next day, Debbie's sister was going to go home. So, like... They decided, you know what, we're all going to sleep together. We're going to sleep all in the master bedroom. We're not going anywhere. Then we're not going to separate today. And so um, they all slept in the master bedroom. Um, so one time the family photos were turned upside down on the wall. Uh, Tony's brother came over once and they're telling him about everything that's happening, you know, about the stuffed animals and all that. Mm-hmm. And he was like kind of like like joking and stuff. And Tony was taking pictures, just of random things. And so, um, he, they were in the nursery and there was the bear on the side and the brother said, quote unquote, Sally, if you're here, smile and say cheese. Right. When Tony took a picture and the bear turned, why would he say Sally? Oh, I forgot to tell you that. (laughs) I was like, where did he get the name? I'm like, you're right. So before that, um, the mother, and I pull that down here. So before that, the mom actually, um, uh, found out, or, or before that, the mom had told uh, Tony that she actually knew one of the the um, the previous owners that were right before uh, Tony and Debbie, and she had two kids, and so uh, the kid had a a um, imaginary friend that she would call oh, Sally. No. Yeah, and then they also um, things would move. Like, all the time. And she would blame it on the little boy. And then, um, you know, and she'd be like, oh, no, that was Sally. That was Sally. And so she's like, whatever. And then um, the brother, George, had his boss or his, yeah, his boss's wife was a psychic. 
oh. randomly. And um, she called um, Debbie and was like, oh, hey, like, I-, I hear you've been having problems. I'm getting a little girl. I'm getting the name Sally. And she's um, she's about seven years old. You know, like, just, you know, like, she's a little kid. So just give her boundaries and she should be fine. You know? But Debbie's like, dude, like, this kid's, like, playing with my kid in the yeah, middle of the night. Go. So... So all that happened. So that's why she, he said, Sally, if you hear a smile, say cheese. And then the, the, the little bear turned around. So everybody's freaked out. At that time, they got scared as hell. And then, um, so they decided to leave. They're like, you know what? We're going to go to the, the, the in-law's house, Tony's parents' house. So they pack up everything. They're putting the baby in the car. And Tony yells out in pain because something bit him in the back. And he's like, oh, what the heck, you know? And they're like, what? He's like, no, something just bit me. That's weird. So he gets in the car. They go at the parents' house. She's like, hey. And he's like, oh, he was complaining about the bite, you know? She's like, okay, let me see. Lifts up the skirt. And there's three scratches down his back. Mm. Three scratches. Can I say three damn scratches? The threes. <sighs> mm-hmm. That sounds demonic. Um, I don't know. So, and they're bleeding. They were like bleeding scratches down his back um Tony told his mom about what happened and that's when she like you know she was like oh well you know this happened the friend's name Sally right um so when they talked to Barbara which is the psychic the the uh, George's boss's wife um she said they need to set up boundaries for Sally and treat her like a child she's a little girl treat her like a child I would just get a priest <sighs> I know so they did as they told her. So they did. And as they t- told her not to act up um, and she could stay, weird stuff started happening again. So one time. Don't let anything stay in your time, house. I Like I said, these random ass people letting ghosts just frolic free. Not cool, man. Right. So they gave her two baby dolls. They gave her baby dolls. One with a pool string. Like a ghost. I know ghosts are not allowed to have pull string dog dolls. That's just not allowed. I barely want pull string dolls, and I like scary dolls. I know you love scary dolls. I know, and not about it. So, um, one time, two votive candles were lit in the bathroom. Um, downstairs, they just were lit. They caught on fire, and um, when Barbara came over to check the house, she said that Sally was seven years old. She thought Debbie was bossy, and she loved the baby and wanted to protect him. Uh, she also said that Sally was responsible for waking up throughout the night. Okay, so um, Debbie and George, Tony's brother, decided to get her a few more new toys. Um, and then they, after Barbara had left, um, she told him to like set her a little area and bring her toys so she can play with. And so she would stop playing with the baby. And so they did. They brought her toys. They um, set up a little, like, area in the nursery mm-hmm. um, for all of her stuff. And they were like, hey, Sally, we brought you some stuff. Please play with this stuff and stop bothering the baby. And actually, when they told her to stop bothering baby, the baby stops waking up in the middle of the night. So that was kind of weird. Um, so they gave her a baby and they got her a boy so it could, like, replicate um, their son. And they wrapped it up and Debbie gave her one of her Cabbage Patch Kids that she used to have. Um, that used to be hers as well. And so the baby doll was wrapped up and one day Debbie walked into the nursery and the baby doll was actually out of the wrapping paper in the crib, but the box that was wrapped was still fully wrapped in the corner. 
I just feel like all doing all this bullshit, you're like giving power to something you don't mm-hmm. and you don't know what it is. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the Annabelle situation, you know? There's a demon that claimed to be a little child just so she can be invited in and just so she could, you know, be welcomed or it could be welcomed. And like the mom, Debbie or whatever, know about it. But she knows well enough to know that that's a possibility. Like you can't be doing all that bullshit and not understand what it could be other than what it's claiming to be, you know? Exactly. And the thing is with that, too, is that. Whereas Debbie was like, oh, I got you a baby doll. I'm mommy. This is daddy. This is your brother inviting this little this entity into their house to live with them as their family member. Tony's like, this is wrong. There's something weird here. There's something wrong here. I don't like it. This is scaring me. And Debbie's like, oh, no, it's fine. And Tony's the one that got beat up. And Tony's the one that got fucked up. So one day Tony's mom comes over and she did not, she was not about this whole Sally situation. She didn't like it. She didn't trust it. Wait, this is Debbie's mom? Tony's mom. Oh, okay. And so she came over to help with some wallpaper. And then she went to go check on the baby that was in the living room. And now she was walking away. The baby cried out in pain. Like something had pinched him or something. So the mom, Tony's mom was like, stop it, Sally, and walked away. And she didn't like Sally and thought it was a bad idea to have her there. And while they're in the kitchen, Tony called out to Debbie. And when they walked back into the living room, there was a glass bulb from the oil lamp that um, had broken on the floor. So she retaliated. Quote, unquote, it lifted straight off of the oil lamp base like a slow motion rocket, then floated about three feet above the floor and across the room as if it was being carried. When I hollered your name, it suddenly dropped to the floor. I think she's scared of you, Deb. At one point, Sally dropped a heavy beanbag bear that Tony had given Debbie onto George's chest while he was lying down on the couch. And that beanbag bear comes in later on too. It keeps, things keep on happening to that. Um, so at this point, Deborah was kind of enamored with Sally. She loved having her around. She got so comfortable with Sally that she would read her stories like a child. This is weird, she'd be like, dude. I know. She'd be like, come on, Sally. If you come here, I'll read you a book. And then she'd pull up a book. She'd be like, how about this one? And then the light would go like, or whatever. Debbie sounds a little wacky. Right? She got to the point where she would invite her to cuddle up with her, too. So what's Debbie's trauma? Because usually... She... It... Okay, that's funny that you say that. Because they say they don't have any trauma like that. She's really cool with her both her parents, with all her family. And um, one of the investigators that came in with sightings on, I think, like the second episode. Mm-hmm. He actually was like really skeptical about the whole thing and was like, oh, well, someone probably molested you as a child and blah, 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 blah. And that's why this is happening. And they actually got really offended with that because they're all close with their family. I don't so even I don't know. Mean, I don't even mean like that. I mean, I'm sh- everybody has trauma. Like, Debbie's got mm-hmm. some, you know. But also, like, what is going on? What else is going on in, like, her life? Usually in, like, the research that I've that I've read, it has to do with, like, other things that are impacting your life. It's like she's using this like ghost child to mm-hmm. fill some sort of void well the way she's talking about it she her mothering instincts came out Not she just felt so no. bad about this ghost baby because she was all alone and she was so sad and that's what these psychics were telling her that oh this poor child she's so beautiful doesn't she have an alive baby right i know now? i know i don't know so it, it was just a lot and then at one point she was lying down and she would invite sally to lie down with her so she was lying down, she said, and she all of a sudden she felt like a cold 
presence all up and down her body like someone was lying down next to her. Ugh. I don't like Debbie. No, she's an idiot. I don't get her. So, so Tony worked the night shifts. Sometimes um, he would, so sometimes getting rest was hard, you know, like you work all night, he comes in the morning, he'd go to sleep. Um, so he told Debbie one day that for a week or so, listen to this, he would get the sensation that someone was biting his toes. I'm out. Uh-huh. Sometimes it would be while watching or eating to dinner. Um, and then that same moment, the same evening, she was like, oh, that's so cute. Oh, Debbie, about there, the like, toe scared. thing? Yeah. She thought it was a cute way that um, that uh, Sally was trying to get his attention. Sally's checking that for is diabetes. not fucking cute. <laughs> <laughs> that is no one's. I don't want nobody to chew on nobody's toes. There's nobody is touching. No ghosts touching. No. Especially with little toes. All I see is we him said eating little dinner. Toes. All I see is him eating dinner and her little head going and then walking away. It's also like really weird. Or rolling away, you know? Like you would not let your child bite a no. human adult's toes hey, either. There are there are those people that are like, oh, she's, she's biting my toes. How funny. There are those people. Where are the, I've never seen Please those Please don't people. let your child bite your toes. That's it's, really bad. I'm Don't let I'm your shaming. children bite. I'm sorry. That's, that's rude. I mean, I feel like that's weird. I feel Anyways. like that's that's a line. <sighs> You'd think so. So she decided to go up to the shower. And so she, while she was about to go in the shower, she heard him yell like, ow, and like in pain. So she's like, oh, whatever, which is her all the time. Whatever, Tony, you, you, you're fine. So after the shower, she came down and he looked mad. He was pissed, mad, shocked, a little scared. And so she's like, what's up? So she pulled on his pants. She he pulled out down his pants and showed her he had a bite mark on his thigh. That's not a kid. She fucking bit him. No, it's not a kid. Or unless there's a kid and there's also another entity. I mean, I guess. So Debbie had the audacity to laugh at this poor man being bit. In her book, she said that how she thought the toe biting was a cute way to get attention from Tony. And like I said, Debbie just traded this whole thing so dumb. I feel so bad for Tony and I feel like she didn't take him seriously, which she actually says in the book later. He, I feel like Debbie was really domineering. And they're still together? Yeah. I feel like Debbie was very domineering. And maybe Tony didn't have enough, um, like, he wasn't confident enough to stand up to her. She's overbearing. She's a little overbearing. And it kind of seems that way in interviews, too. So, October 31st, 1993, Tony saw Sally for the first time. It was early morning. Tony had just gotten off work and he was in the kitchen getting some juice before going to bed. He turned around and there was a little girl in a white frilly dress with curly brown hair and big blue eyes staring at him. She had a cute cherubic cheeks and he said she was adorable. He was actually like, there is no way this beautiful little girl is biting me, is scratching me, is hurting me. Like, I'm not understanding it. So he drew her a photo. He was actually pretty decent at drawing. So he drew a photo and they framed it to make her feel at home. Um, actually, it was funny because I watched a documentary and the reenactment <laughs> was so funny. I actually laughed out loud. It was like Tony was like getting a drink and he drank it and then he closed the door. And then all of a sudden you just see a little girl going <laughs> like a little shocked face. <laughs> and then he looked shocked and they were both like <laughs> and then she just like disappeared and he dropped the glass. It was hilarious. I was like, oh, my God. 
you know, the 90s, their reenactments. Mm-hmm. I mean, even now, the reenactments are pretty bad. Oh, yeah. But that's what makes them fun. <laughs> I know. So at least it's a little comedy. So um, once again, Debbie was so excited. Tony was freaked out and she dismissed his concerns again. So I'm going to show you a picture of what he drew. Sorry, guys. This is what... No. He said that's what he saw. <laughs> he said she did not look seven years old. He looked more like four or five. Did not look like a seven-year-old child. But she was super cute and she was sitting there and then she just left. And he said she didn't look like a mist. She looked like an actual little girl. He had actually been like, hey, who are you? What are you doing here? And then she just disappeared. So he didn't look like a... She didn't look a ghost or what you'd think. Um... She's a brat. She just didn't care. So Debbie's family came over for a week and little things kept happening. Um, one night a teddy bear just caught on fire and um, the same one that actually fell on the on the brother. And remember, she would light the votive candles on fire. Oh, so yeah. this time she actually, she got mad that no one was paying attention to her and she lit a teddy bear on fire. And so, Go you know, she got, Debbie down. got mad. Um... She got really mad and she told her that it was the last time. And if it ever happened again, she had to leave. So one of Tony's friend work friends comes over one day and they're hanging out and Sally throws a ceramic figure against the wall. He later tells Tony that uh, when he went home, um, things kept happening at home too. Like shit started happening at home only for a few days and then it went away. So amongst all this bullshit that's going on in the house, they decide to have a Christmas party and they invite like 45 people. And so Santa came and took photos, but their baby fell asleep before he got there. Uh, Debbie could feel that Sally was upset about so many people being in the house and about not being included uh, in the festivities. And like at this point, she says that she could kind of feel her her energy was being negative or yeah. Yeah. And so towards the end of the night, um, Tony was going downstairs and George shouted that there was actually a fire on the steps. And one of the little dolls, the little poppet dolls, actually like burst on fire and so tony was able to grab it and take it to the bathroom but not before he got little burns on him so he actually got burnt um so they still didn't get rid of, of this goddamn doll or this this ghost they were still like oh silly girl what's wrong with you you're so silly catching on fire so instead of getting rid of her they decided to focus her focus her little pyro tendencies on an oil lamp instead so they told her, hey, I get it. I understand that you want to reach out to us. But instead of catching things on fire, please, like, light this little oil lamp instead. So that's what she would do. Every time she would be happy or mad, she would, the, the lamp would, like, go on. And it would either get bigger or, or lower. Yeah. They also, like, had her do, like, this weird trick where whenever she was around, the you know those little balls on the, the fans? Oh, yeah. They would start rotating and moving. All weird. I don't know. They're just strange. So, um, one day, Tony had been hearing heavy footfalls on footfalls on the stairwell for a few nights, and he just couldn't sleep. Um, thinking it was the cats, he stood at the top of the stairs waiting for the cats to come down so he could put them in one of the room. And all he hears is like the steps on the step on the um, what it's called, on the stairs. stairwell. And then he feels a cold draft go through his body. So he freaked out and ran back to bed. 
Um, that night he had a dream that someone was pulling him off the bed by his wrists and he woke up as he was trying to climb back into bed. The next day he looks at his wrist and he had welts, red welts on his, on his wrists. I forgot to tell you earlier about the whole Santa thing. So, um, they invited Santa back. Um, it was a relative who knew all about Sally. And so since their baby wasn't able to take pictures or do anything with them, they invited Santa back to the house and, um, they, uh, legitimately had a photo shoot with Santa, the baby and the little ghost baby. <sighs> I just don't like them. I like, just don't I, understand just, them. It just seems like, I don't understand Debbie or any of them. Like, any of them like that's ridiculous i like i said i feel like debbie was being very overbearing and tony just wanted because they were newlyweds you know he just wanted to make her happy so they're are they religious at all not really he was but i don't think she was really so on christmas they took photos and opened presents with sally and um on the photos it looked like there's two other presences so they decided to to um, bring barbara back and I have pictures of that too. Oh, that's the one at the bottom. You see how there's two things? Yeah, so in the picture it's got that's Debbie uh-huh, holding Debbie the, baby, and the baby and then the tree is next to her and then there's like two blurs on each side and yeah. Lisa will post those when after the, the day this comes out. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so that was that was crazy. Although I do love Debbie's hair. She's got some like feathered hair blonde realness. <laughs> that looks cool there. But later on, like in one of the, the shows, she has like this like really short cut. And then she turns around and you realize that she has like a mullet. I feel like that was a thing. Oh, definitely. For a while. Uh-huh. I mean, they're back for sure. Oh, I want one, but this one was bad. Okay, but some of them look really good. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, some people, I'm like, damn. (laughs) So, so then things started disappearing and reappearing. Uh, Like, one time they couldn't find the remote, and Tony said that, Tony said that he had heard Debbie say, here's your remote, Tony, and touch his shoulder. But then he was like, she came in, and he was like, where'd you find that remote at? And. I just got it, too. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, dude, you just came in and, and gave it to me. She's like, no, it wasn't me. He would hear scratching on the walls. He would hear conversations, and towards the end, he would say that it sounded like a noisy room. It was that loud. He just started getting super paranoid. Um, one day, he woke up in the middle of the night feeling cold pressure on his legs, like something was on his legs. That's spooky. I know, right? And then he felt the cold hands creeping up his thighs. And he woke up Deborah, like, hey, wake up, you know? And this bitch is, she was so rude. She would constantly make him feel like he was hallucinating or, you know, like gaslighting pretty much, dude. She's like, what are you talking about? She's like, and she said she was a really deep sleeper. And she keeps on saying like, oh, because I'm a deep sleeper because she'd be like, what do you want? I'm sleeping. Like, why are you waking me up? And he's like, this is happening to me. And he's like, oh, it's nothing. Like, leave it alone. Bitch, your fucking cuddle ghost is bugging me. I know you invite her into this bed. Now she wants to. mm, no, not about it. Weirdo. I know. <laughs> so um, she finally takes him seriously and she was like, get get off of him or go away. Stop it. And the next day they looked at his legs and he had actual like handprints oh, on hell, his legs. Hell no. Uh-uh. So um, one day, and this is kind of like the pivotal point 
where Deborah thinks happened. Mm -hmm. Tony was sleeping on the on the couch at the time because he just could not sleep in the room. Yeah, he couldn't sleep by himself. He couldn't be by himself. He said he felt so paranoid he couldn't even close his eyes to take a shower because he felt vulnerable. Wow. Could you imagine having to live like that? I wouldn't. Oh, God, it's horrible. I'd leave Deborah. I Right? <laughs> I would have left her bitch so long ago. I don't I don't get it either. So he was sleeping on the couch. Deborah was hanging out in the living room. And then Tony woke up, like, sat up, looked at her and said, he's mine. Then he just went back to sleep. So at this time, the baby started becoming extremely fussy. He wouldn't be in his room by himself. He didn't want to be anywhere near the nursery. Every time they tried to put him down, he'd start screaming and hollering like he just didn't want to be there. How old is the kid at this point? Not even a year old yet. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Debbie was like, oh, he's just, oh, he must just not like like to be alone. Oh, he must not like this. She's not putting two and two together until much later. So at one point, Tony was putting the baby down and something kept pulling off the baby's blankets in front of him. Mm-hmm. And then he would put it back and then pull him off again until Tony was like, hey, stop. And then it would stop and go away. Um, he wouldn't even like, um, like certain toys. Like if the toy went on, like the sound, he'd freak the fuck out. If it was quiet, he's fine. But every time the toy would go on, he would just freak out. And then there was like long periods of times, like throughout the day that some of the toys would just go off by themselves repeatedly. The same song over and over and over and over again on toys that had multiple songs. So that was kind of weird. So, um. At about this time, um, sightings came with um, a paranormal investigator named Peter James. And he had said that Sally was a leg- legitimate child of um, the Dr. Finney with a servant woman. Now, there's a lot of speculation on what the real story is. There's some that say that Dr. Finley was an evil man and that he um, killed Sally on purpose. Oof. And then... Uh, like a lot of people kind of villainize him. Mm-hmm. And then there's other ones that say, oh, the mom came, brought Sally over because she was having stomach problems. And the doctor was like, oh, it's appendicitis. So he gave her a like sleeping whatever. Yeah. And opened her up, but she wasn't asleep yet. She wasn't. And so he, she woke up screaming and crying and like died from shock and blood loss. Jesus. So and now this illegitimate, illegitimate child thing. So I really don't know this, the the truth. And um, there's no records of a child being in the house. Right. Even though the people from sightings said that they found a child that used to live there that was buried at the nearby um, cemetery. TV, though. Yeah, exactly. So who knows? Um, so then one day Tony was in his room and he was trying to go to sleep. And he saw a bunch of dust particles on the window and they started gathering together and it formed like a woman's um, torso. Oh. And she lunged at him and said, I'm gonna. And then that's it. And so Bitch, she's gonna out. what? I know I'm gonna what? Don't like that. You need to go home. Mm-hmm. And this is about the time that that whole thing with um, where he said he's mine. So oh. uh, there's a female entity trying to, I don't know, possess him. I don't know. So then that's when he started having these visions and daydreams about hurting Deborah. He was being influenced by something in the house. He would hear voices in the house. He would hear scratching the walls. Like I said earlier, he would hear conversations. And the room was so noisy that it would just hear like 
multiple conversations at once, but he couldn't hear what they were saying. That's well, that's so noisy in your head. Um, started getting super paranoid, and he knew that something bad was in the house. But since Debbie was so opposite him and so like convinced that Sally was this poor child that just needed to be taken care of, he just stopped sharing with her. He just like, okay, stop sharing his experience with Debbie. Um, since she would literally dismiss everything he said. They started arguing a lot, and he told her multiple times that they should leave, and he thought that someone would be hurt if they didn't. He was having horrible thoughts about hurting his wife and would have to fight them constantly. So this is pretty graphic, definitely a trigger warning about animal harm. He was in mood one day. He was having all these negative thoughts about Debbie and everything around him and being in the house and something's in there. And he had just poured himself some milk for a cereal and he put it on the table. He went to go back to put the milk away and the stray cat came in and was like licking the milk from the bowl. So he grabbed the knife and he stabbed the cat and killed it. And in his frenzy mind of like negative mind mind space, he was like, I'm going to leave it here for Debbie because she knows, I I know she hates, she loves cats and it's going to disgust her and she's going to be so like angry and sad and i'm gonna love that you know i'm gonna kill her too i'm gonna stab her natural progression yeah i know (laughs) fuck this cat fuck you too right debbie you're next bitch i know yeah you want to drink my milk (laughs) so he leaves the cat on the table and goes into the living room and sits on the couch and he's just thinking of all the ways he's gonna kill her right when she walks in the door i'm just gonna stab her in the throat and she's gonna be dead so it's about time to go pick up the sun so he goes upstairs gets dressed leaves to go pick up the sun by the time he comes back he's back into his mind space he's he's fine now he's back oh, into he's himself yeah he's himself and he's just completely mortified of what he just did and like he's scared and all these things so he cleans up the cat you know puts everything away and you know i don't know if he told his wife oh i think he did tell his wife but i don't know i don't know what she did about it if my partner were like hey i killed a cat and then fantasized about murdering you and slitting your throat i would be like let's maybe move out like Mm -hmm. maybe we need to assess right so he was thinking he hated her he hated her nagging and the way she looked at him and he was just over her and so it's funny because he when he came back like all that influence was just gone when he left the house. Yeah, that's weird. And so he had actually started seeing a priest about everything. And um, he was constantly living in fear and anxiety that shit would happen to him or his family. And she's over here buying it presents. Like, what? Debbie? Yes. Remember? Dumb Obi- bitch uh-huh. Debbie. Buying him presents, making a little room for him. I don't get it. So at one point, he was shoved so violently upstairs that he almost fell off the balcony. And that's when he was done. He called up Debbie on the then? phone. Huh? I said then I that know, was the fi- moment? Finally. He called Debbie up and he was like, hey, you're going to get hurt. Shit's been happening. When she gets home, he's like, I've been having horrible, murderous thoughts about you. We got to go. Let's go. We're done. Right. So during the filming of sightings, Tony actually had scratches appear on his arms and his stomach on camera. And that was actually the first raw footage of paranormal evidence that they had ever found. I don't know if I I took pictures of that, but I'll definitely put those online too. Um, And it's it's really weird. Like, 
it like when I'm watching it when I was watching it you literally see like welts appear on camera and they're not looking away and coming back they're looking at something and all of a sudden like a line appears on his stomach yeah. or on his or he's standing there and all of a sudden his arm just starts bleeding from previous scratches so it's fucking weird people there they um the paranormal people that used to come in and see things they'd feel things too they'd feel electric shocks throughout the house and then they'd feel like um really cold spots it'd be like a cold spot right here and everyone would be like what the hell and it's kansas it's not cold there it's hot you know it's hot and gross muggy they didn't have air conditioning so it would be like just cold spots in general so uh they thought that the energy of having so many people in the house fear anxiety etc um made it stronger and then years later when they moved out a family moved to the house and a woman and her husband and two children the landlord had to do some work in the basement and he actually found a pentagram a cauldron and a robe downstairs in the basement and the woman had supposed to be doing animal sacrifices in the basement so um the Sally house is a class all by itself. There have been full-bodied apparitions, objects objects flying through the house. Items have been moved or misplaced and then just show up later. Uh, furniture that has, isn't there is heard like moving along and thumping. Knocks, thuds, scratching in the walls, which remember it's that's also demonic. Yeah. Scratching in the walls. Um human voices, animal animal sounds, um and then a lot of things have been heard with the naked ear, but there's some amazing EVP capture there as well, um, depicting the voices of men, women, and children. Uh, people experience smells. They see full body apparitions. And all, like we said earlier, actual physical harm to occupants and investigators in the form of scratches, burns, and cuts. Wow. There's one, uh, I think the guy that I was talking about earlier, um, from sightings mm-hmm. he's he's standing there one day and then he's like oh my god something's burning my cheek he had like a little witch would call it and he feels like a burn right here and then there's another time that they're standing there and um with tony and they look at his neck and a welt a burnt welt appears on his the back of his head wow just out of nowhere like and he's like what the heck that's hard to do too there was yeah. one point he had the baby in this hand arm and then all of a sudden he's like look at my arm he has a baby in his arm. You I feel like move. I remember this from the yeah. show. And there's like three scratches right here. Yeah. But, there, you know, you can't scratch yourself with a baby in your arm. Right. You can't. And how would you, how would you fake that? Yeah. One of the paranormal investigators from the show, too, they were like, okay, I'm going to sit there and just stare at you this whole time we're here. And I want to see exactly when the scratches happen. That day... He had scratches all over his stomach, all over his chest. And the guy's just looking at him, staring at him, watching these scratches appear. Fucking crazy. That's not a child. No. So, um, the psychic named Robbie said that they found a presence of a 14-year-old scared and sad in a closet upstairs. He also had a sensation of two small girls named Anna and Emily, and they felt him, he felt them pulling his pinkies. And they have, um... Video saying he's the devil and he's in power. Creepy. On BuzzFeed Unsolved, they have actual footage of a flashlight turning on and off. Okay. The flashlight. Yeah, but the flashlight thing, the whole, you know that they like unscrew it as far as they can. Mm, Okay. So like, I don't really, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't trust that. But you think BuzzFeed would do that? 
No, they, yes, they talked about it. Oh, fuck. Because I've watched all of it. But like, that's like how, that's how you're supposed to test with the flashlight. You're supposed to unscrew it as far as you can. And then, but for what? makes sense. Yeah. But why? Yeah. Like. It was, and it's it's weird. Maybe maybe it was the other guy that tr- was trying to scare the Sean. Yeah. Sean is the I, I just remembered that's his name. Was the skeptic on that show? Uh huh. Maybe it was Sean trying to scare the other guy. Brian. Uh, Sean looks scared in that episode. Oh, and then opposite. The white guy is Sean. <laughs> he didn't. But then he kept on like t- like taunting it too. <laughs> he just like, is like you a dick. Eat my heart. He's Debbie. Yeah, Basically. he was like, "Hey, you want to eat my heart? Turn on the light, and it would turn on." He was like, "Oh, okay. Well, they you want to eat his heart? Turn off." Didn't they like <sighs> sleep for like? But I thought it creeped him out. Yeah, but not him. It creeped out Ryan. I love Ryan. Yeah, me too. Ryan's all of us. I know. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I thought that was really scary. But now that you're saying that there was a whole thing, I don't know. Uh, on the first ghost investigation. Like I said, the whole cast kept on here feeling cold spots and they saw with their own eyes scratches forming on Tony's body. And oh, and on Ghost Adventures they actually have footage of a panda bear rotating like on the floor. Which I don't know if I I, I don't know about that one too much. Just because like I feel like the the picture of it or the video of it, it's sometime or part of it's in darkness. Mm. So I don't know what's happening on the other side. I feel like that's easy to fake. Yeah, but that was kind of weird too. Yeah. Thinking that the flashlight thing was real. Now I don't know. But I mean, a lot of people hear all kinds of stuff, see all kinds of stuff. So that's the Sally House. I think it's, I can't remember. I think it's apophenia is like the propensity for our brains to make sense of patterns. So mm-hmm. like, it's like when you see shapes in the clouds and uh-huh. like the same thing with your ears. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's the same thing, you know, with things that you hear where like your brain tries to make sense of it and like hear or see whatever it's, it's something familiar, oh, you I know, see. making uh-huh. sense of the pattern. So I think like with EVPs and even with like, yeah. I saw a face in the fucking mist. It's like, mm-hmm. well, sure. I'm sure that you saw that, but I'm not sure that it was that something was there. Do you I, know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not sure about EVPs either, to be honest. I just feel like. Like, just because something sounds like something doesn't mean anything. (laughs) It's like, oh, my God. I didn't hear that. I was just (laughs) watching something and they were talking about like, um, like the, like the devil. What the fuck was it? You know how like in music, like you play like uh, Stairway to Heaven backwards and people are like, it says I'm laying with the devil or something. Mm -hmm. And like the first time they play it, because I had never heard that. I was like, yeah, it just sounds like like stairway to heaven backwards yeah (laughs) and then he goes now do you hear i lay with satan and then they play it again and i was like well kind of (laughs) like yeah like you know it's power suggestion in that sense yeah but i i do think that um i'll show you that the pictures of of tony's or maybe you should look it up like look up like these um these shows because it's so weird to see like just the scratches forming on him and he's just like yep he looks visibly shaken. He's you know? like, it is what it is. I know. I just feel bad for Tony. I conclude this by saying that Tony, I'm sorry you had to go through that. Deborah, <laughs> Deborah you're, fucking you're bitch. so rude. Listen to your husband when he's trying to tell you his concerns because that's rude. Very rude. 
and don't invite these stick with entities. the alive baby you got yeah i know so in my personal belief i think that sally might be an actual entity that would be in the house but i definitely think there might be something else there too not might there is something else if sally yeah. isn't the demon there's something definitely in that house that's demonic like there's no way around it i yeah that's crazy i don't think yeah it's not just a regular little ghost girl that's hanging around i think it sounds like debbie wanted to make some money i don't know i don't know how they're doing the scratches though that's the only thing that would throw me and the burns yeah and then other physical harm and how about the other people feeling um electro electricity i mean i'm not gonna i i don't believe what people say but like the physical proof yeah if you actually see it yeah and for it to be on film that's like how do you how do you Mm -hmm. dispute that i think i think if you have enough people that say it like it's kind of hard to be like nah it didn't happen not until i see it with my own eyes because these other people oh i I forgot to tell you too oh no 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 oh yeah so sightings actually had um the previous tenant come in and tell her tell about her experiences too with sally with the little girl that used to live that used to be her her sister or her daughter's imaginary friend so that was a little weird too especially that people kept on pulling out the name sally that was a little little strange yeah without anybody saying anything either like the guy um you could see on camera she's like he comes into the house he's like oh my god there's a little girl on the steps right there he didn't know anything about it so they say there's a little girl up there what's your name sally is that your name and you see deborah like getting excited because she's like okay proof you know like someone else saw sally or thinks sally yeah so you kind of see her getting like a little like happy that there's proof. Yeah, some sort of validation. Yeah, I definitely recommend seeing these spooky um, documentaries. I really enjoyed them. I'm probably gonna watch a couple more because I fell down the hole. I guess I, I read that whole book from Debbie. That was sometimes a read because she she tries to make it seem like well like I was just I was just excited about having a little girl. And you're just like, no, dude, that's no. weird. And he even says, like, in his his little part of it, like, she didn't take me seriously. She thought I was bullshitting, and you know, she was one of the biggest reasons all this continued to happen. Yeah, yeah, it was that sucked. Yeah, I'd blame her too. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, you guys. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed my ramblings. I hope I made sense because I got really excited a few times like, oh, yeah, and then this and then this. <laughs> so I hope you understood everything, you guys. Um, anything you want to say? No. I okay. think that's it. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, you guys. Um, and remember, ghosts don't give a sheet. Whether you believe or not. <laughs> I can't show you in the sense of your life away. They can make you kill yourself. They can make somebody else kill you, but they can't kill you. What, what, for instance? It's the, like I said, if that is the law, it. Resident Spectre here. Do you have a tale that will make our skin crawl? Email us your stories at ghostbuttspodcast at gmail.com to possibly be featured in a future episode. Don't forget to follow us at ghostbuttspodcast on Instagram and ghostbuttspodcast on TikTok. 
pleasant screams.